Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi. The Knicks are an embarrassment. I mean, we know this already, and this might be... Where are we at here? It's November... Uh, what is the date exactly? It's November 10th. This might be the last time, and this is sad, you know, because last year we had some fun beginning of the year before we realized the Knicks were trash. I mean, we kind of knew it was coming, but we had some fun talking about them. Certainly two years ago was great because we were able to talk about the Knicks all year long, react to their games, and it was fun, finishing with the fourth seed, whatever. But this might be the last time that I open a show with the Knicks. we got plenty of baseball to get to, and I want to get to the Yankees, who seem scared. Brian Cashman is scared right now of losing Aaron Judge, which seems like a realistic possibility. We'll get to the Mets and what they're going to do with the DH spot, and they continue to annoy with the things that they're saying and doing, and I did forget Darren Ruff, I guess, was under contract still, which is just, I mean, we could do a whole show on that. But anyway, we'll get to the baseball in a little bit. I do want to start with the Knicks, and they're just, they're so bad. See, this is the problem. Had they lost this game last night to Brooklyn, all right, it happens, frustrating, whatever. But the fact that they get trounced and were basically down 30 points the majority of the game, or 20-plus points the majority of the game, no effort whatsoever. They can't shoot the basketball. They can't score enough. They don't play any defense. This is unacceptable. Why is it so difficult? And, by the way, that's a type of game that gets a coach fired. And the Nets then go able to, you know, the Nets are able to go out there and enjoy themselves and celebrate. And KD talking about he loves beating the Knicks and, you know, blah, 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 blah. The Nets, it's like the Nets brought Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to Brooklyn so they could beat the Knicks. A mission accomplished, I guess. I mean, the, the Nets and their fans are taking bows. And look, I get it with the rivalry, but the Nets are taking bows when they are the most embarrassing organization in the sport. And maybe in sports currently. At least they left Ime Udoka in Boston where he belongs. Or at least not coaching. That's where he belongs. Good for them finally making a right decision going with Jacques Vaughn. The guy who's earned an opportunity to be a head coach here. Let's see what he could do. Anyway, the Nets and their fans are celebrating like beating the Knicks. Oh, never lost to the Knicks. This one, that one. Oh, Kevin Durant only had three losses in his career against the Knicks. Ben Simmons undefeated against the Knicks. Nets have won eight in a row against the Knicks. Guys, you realize the Knicks have been an embarrassment themselves in a different way for the last two decades? 
I mean, beating the Knicks is not anything to write home about. I mean, come on. Who doesn't beat the Knicks? And if you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on your team, I'd hope you can. Now, I know obviously Kyrie didn't play, but you get the point. You don't need Kyrie Irving. Matter of fact, they've been better without Kyrie Irving. But let's not make it like the Nets have achieved some sort of great accomplishment here by beating the Knicks. They own the Knicks. Here's how we say it. The Nets own the Knicks. But the Knicks, even in their current state, own the city. And they will always be the story. And they are, you know, aside from wild headlines like we've been seeing with Kyrie Irving and everything else that's gone on with the Nets. The Knicks are the, the, the team in town, and we know that. We don't need to go over it again, but they're not any good. They stink, as a matter of fact. I've had it. I've had it with them. How could they not compete in this game? Losing is one thing. Not competing is another. I'm tired of Tibbs, but here's the problem. What's the answer? If it's not Tibbs, a guy who everybody wanted, a Van Gundy disciple, hard-nosed defense, great year, the first year, finished the fourth seed, everybody fell in love with Tibbs. Look at this, the magic. Who gets more credit, Julius Randle because of his MVP caliber season or at least all-star caliber season, or is it Tibbs for the coaching job he's done? Last year, Bloom was off the rose. This year, it's uh, who's next? And that's not a healthy attitude to have with the constant changeover, but the reality is they're not good enough. You had Jalen Brunson calling out the Knicks' effort after the game, saying, look, we could lose, we could miss shots, we could do this, we could do that. That's you could. And that happens. You cannot excuse a lack of effort, which is exactly what happened with the Knicks last night. Can't have that happen, ever. It's unacceptable. This is on Leon Rose for putting together a, another crappy basketball team. It's on the players. Obviously, it's on the head coach, too. Everybody, it's a whole organization. And it's the same thing. It's on repeat with this team. It is on repeat with the Knicks. We know the issues. Hey, well, they fixed one issue by bringing in a point guard, right? How, how many times we talk about that? Oh, they need a point guard, need a point guard. Need a, well, they get a point guard. Guess what? Still not good enough. They can't shoot. They didn't go all in and get the star in Donovan Mitchell. They didn't get Murray, who went to the Hawks and is having a terrific start to his Hawks career. They are an embarrassment. And then, of course, they get pounded again by Brooklyn. They just can't beat this team. Any given night, it, you know, Brooklyn turns it up. It does say something about the Nets, too, where you know they are capable with their talent any given night. The effort is not consistent enough. And hasn't been consistent enough. Obviously, the roster hasn't been consistent enough with guys, you know, with the vaccine last year, guys getting hurt, guys taking off, who doesn't want to play, whatever. But they, when they turn on and they do against the Knicks because they know that's the one time they're actually going to get some attention for something that happens on the floor. People care about the Knicks, so then they care about the Knicks-Nets. And the Nets have dominated this matchup. I don't even know if I could call it a rivalry for many reasons. One, it'd be a rivalry if the Knicks were actually good. Two, it'd be a rivalry if people actually, enough people cared about each team, which I don't think is the case. But the Knicks just continue to embarrass themselves, and I don't know if you're James Dolan, how you can watch that and be okay with it. And then what is Leon Rose and Tom Thibodeau going to say afterward? Well, this is part of it. This happens in the NBA. You can't make excuses for that. 112.85 and it was worse than that? It felt worse than that. They never had a chance. 
And the NBA is a game of runs. And especially if you're down very early. All right, hot shooting for the Nets to start. It happens. They pulled away in the first quarter. Law of averages, right? The Knicks will pick it up. The Nets will cool off. And the Knicks maybe will get hot and close the gap and make at least a run. See if they can make this a game going into the going into halftime or coming out of halftime. But no, they couldn't do that. They did nothing all night. Matter of fact, they got worse. Just a total embarrassment. And like I said, I'm not going to bore everybody with talking about the Knicks and Nets all night. But I did want to react to the one live game in town. And I thought because the fact the Knicks got smoked that it was worth mentioning that we won't be mentioning them moving forward until they actually do something that makes them relevant. I'm talking about on the floor. I mean, let's hope they don't do something that makes them relevant off the floor as the Nets have become accustomed to doing. The Nets are the team that has a chance. And we know that even with their record being, you know, what it was to start the year, the slow start, even what they've gone through. They're the team that has the legitimate chance because they have the talent. The Knicks do not. People want to believe it. They want to buy in. They don't have it. It's just not there. And I don't want to write them off after 11 games, but I'm writing them off. Until they wake up and play consistent basketball, uh, I'm done buying into or caring about this current Knicks team. They are, until proven otherwise, irrelevant. And then maybe we can focus our attention on the Nets to see, once and for all, this group, when Kyrie, assuming he eventually comes back, can this group get it done? Or maybe, you know what, maybe KD doesn't need Kyrie. Maybe they could be better without him. It'd be better off for Durant anyway. I mean, it'd be better for everybody if Kyrie Irving went somewhere else or wasn't allowed back on the team. Don't have to worry about that distraction. Great player, also a big-time problem. And the way the Nets are playing without him, you know, for now at least, you like it. And it's also nice to see KD be the, the the sole guy there. The clear lead. Doesn't need a running partner. See if he could do it on his own. The way that he couldn't in OKC. So that'll be something to keep an eye on here. And I, I think it's easy to root for Jacques Vaughn as opposed to Ime Udoka had he come in. It would have been a lot easier to hate on the Nets. But the fact that they hired Vaughn at least shows you're right. Maybe the Nets are starting to get it as an organization. Whether it's Marks, whether it's Cy, whether somebody got to them, who knows. But clearly they were planning on hiring Ime Udoka. And then they heard the the blowback. And went in the different direction. The right direction. Good for Vaughn to get an opportunity here. Hopefully he makes the most of it. And if he does have that positive attitude and can keep the guys happy and get them playing together as a team, then you know what? It's going to benefit Brooklyn. And we'll see how far they could go. I mean, before you know it, the Knicks will be looking for a head coach. Watch them hire Ime Odoka. Would you be shocked? Put nothing past James Dolan. I mean, I hope that that wouldn't be the case, but you never know. Anyway, you look at the landscape of the Eastern Conference It's way early to be determining anything. Brooklyn clearly has a legit shot and should be a top six team. And the Knicks, they're lucky again if they hang on and make the playoffs. And what changes are going to come? Are we getting to the point now with this hierarchy, with Rose, with World Wide West, with Tibbs, 
you know, all the guys that we heard about were going to be big-time difference makers. Here we are years later now, year three, and we're not seeing it. They're better than the 17-win garbage that we've seen, unfortunately, far too often in the last two decades, but they're not really any better. Why waste our time? It's nothing but disappointment. And an effort like that, that's the thing that we loved about this team two years ago. Max effort every night. Which makes me think it's not the coach. Now, he may end up paying the price, but it can't be the coach because he was the coach when they were playing hard two years ago. And winning. And even in the games that they lost, almost every one of them, they were competitive in, even the ones with Brooklyn. They didn't beat the Nets, but they were in those games. Whether they came back in those games or there was a hard-fought game, they were in them. What has happened? And don't tell me Reggie Bullock. Reggie Bullock can't be that big of a difference. Something has happened to this team in the last two years that they are not the same. Whether it's tuning out, Tibbs, I don't know what's going on there. Maybe personality's not gelling. Remember, they were a fun group. They worked out hard. They worked out together. They couldn't wait to get into the gym. All those good feelings, all the good stories, the hard work, the effort, the results, it was all there. What happened to the New York Knicks? How did they fall apart here? And I hate to pick on them again, but it comes down to me to the same thing that we've been talking about. Two guys with the Knicks. R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle. And even on a night where Randall goes four of eight from downtown, he still drives you nuts with the four turnovers and just the sloppy play at times. Doesn't play defense. Those guys are just not good enough. They have occasionally, you know, occasional great performances, but ultimately they're not consistent or good enough. Extremely disappointing. All right, we'll get enough with the basketball. I'll take your calls on it. And I'm sure Nick fans are annoyed. I mean, if you're still listening at this hour, I'm sure Nick fans are annoyed at what went on and embarrassed by what went on. Although I know a lot of the bing bongers are homers with the Knicks, which is also embarrassing. But I'm sure the Knicks and the Nick fans are annoyed, and they should be. They should be annoyed. It's not good enough. I mean, they could do this without Brunson. So what's the and without extending R.J. Barrett? What's the what's the big deal then with those guys? This team is supposed to be better. Still waiting for a superstar. Still waiting for these guys to develop. Still waiting for Tibbs to make a big difference outside of that first year. Still waiting for Worldwide West to bring in a super, bring in a big player. It's unbelievable how nobody can fix the Knicks. 20 years and counting. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.